from the west side of Charlotte, North Carolina. This is Here for Good. Here for Good! Here for Good! A collection of stories and conversations with the kinfolk of QC Family Tree. 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 Listen in as we seek to awaken the popular imagination to new possibilities of abundance and spark social action for the common good. I'm one of the kinfolk. My name is Helms Gerald. Okay, so Greg, I wanted to have one more mini-sode before we finish up this uh, season. And I want to talk a little bit about the episodes that happened after our last mini-sode and what it was like to record a podcast and maybe also talk a little bit about what we imagine might be future episodes in seasons two and three. Sound good? Sounds great. Um, Okay, so after we had our last mini-sode, the people who listen to our Here for Good podcast um, got to hear from Angela, Dawn, Ayana, and Terry. That's so, quite a lineup of folks. I'd say so too. <laughs> so Angela talked about self care and Sabbath, and you were here for the Dawn conversation, and we can regroup that if we want to recap. And then Ayana talked about recognizing folks who are living out the things that they believe and being able to put things into practice. And Terry talked about uh, uh, cultivating a sense of belonging. Mm. So did you get to hear any of those? It's okay if you didn't. I heard, um, I did not hear Terry, I heard the others. Okay. So Angela, one of the things that she said that really stood out to me that I was just really grateful for, she talked about that she admires most in the artist. Um, when they're when they take a step back, or I don't know if she said she admires most. I don't think she gave a value like that. But she was just talking about how when a when an artist takes a step back and you, you just don't even hear from them for a while, and there's nothing coming from their direction, and then all of a sudden, I, uh, Angela thinks to herself, "I better get ready because what's about to come is going to be really great." Hmm. Like she saw that um, taking that break. Or having the garden fallow imagery or the sabbatical or the rest is a moment of creation and not just of like lack of production. It reminds me of that little two line Wendell Berry poem where he says, The seed is in the ground. Now let us rest in hope while darkness does its work. Yeah. You know, that image that, that great work in another Wendell Berry line. Great work is done while we're asleep, and that, that stepping back and um, allowing whatever is working within us to, to begin to age or to ferment, uh, if we used a different image, then, then what, what follows that, that period of rest or lying dormant can be really, really creative. I think it's really important thinking about like the abundance mindset, because in the scarcity mindset, we have to produce, 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 and if we're not producing, then we're not valuable. And I see that a lot with like branding and marketing right now. It's like if you don't put something out there, if somebody doesn't see it seven times, then they're not going to respond to it. So we have to always be doing, always be putting content out there. And I have that kind of fear within me, especially as um, a service-oriented profession in a nonprofit sphere. It's like we have to prove to everybody that we are doing something worthwhile and we have to prove it often or else we may not be able to be sustained. Yeah. So I'm always trying to find another way 
to do the work we're doing without that being in our system and haven't found the way yet but to be reminded and to hear someone else say that those moments of pause and those moments of rest and reflection are worthy was really helpful to be reminded. Yeah, so Helms and I were at a funeral on Saturday and our one of our mentors and one of our favorite humans, Bud, um, when he, he spoke to Jim, uh, who was the, the husband of the deceased, and talked about how they had learned together um, with their wives' help a gracious acceptance of their uselessness he said. <laughs> and I think that's really important to learn uh, for all of us of our, our basic kind of uselessness not that what we do in the world doesn't matter but um, that that even if we stop doing it the world would continue to turn and the movement would go on and it's okay for us to take a step back sometimes when we need to yeah I don't know that we're really in a season where we can do that. I mean, there again is some scarcity mindset. Like, are we able, how do we know when it's time to step back? And right now, for us in the summer, with QC Family Tree work, I mean, we've got, we work 12-hour days, and it it doesn't feel like we could just, like, opt out. Maybe we could. But I think there is a sense of, um, Obligation, and I don't know if obligation is abundance or scarcity or maybe both. But anyway, it just feels like to know when that season is, and also to maybe feel it coming so that you can prepare for it. Yeah. Yeah. So then Dawn came, and Dawn, um, we talked about the playlist of abundance and the playlist for the common good, and we talked about music and how meaningful music is, and then Dawn sang at the end, and we sang together too. We sang a song. We sang uh, "Guide My Feet, Lord." Yeah. And then Don and I played a blues from Bessie Smith. Yeah, and that was really good. And since then, Don has followed up and told us about several other things that we might follow up with for other Here for Good um, podcasts. She's so nice. Yeah, uh, she is. She's a wonderful person and a brilliant musician. I love working with her. And one of the fun things I decided to do from that was I created a, a Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. And um, and I put all the songs, or most all the songs that are included on the podcast, I put on the Spotify playlist. So if anybody wants to listen to that, you're welcome to. Um, but I listened to it the other day while I was working in the pottery studio for a minute. And I heard songs that, I, that kind of perked my ears. Because there were a couple of songs that I just like, pulled the song but then there are a couple of them that I pulled the whole album and put the whole album on the playlist so it was like it was a surprise to me to hear the song because I didn't expect it to be coming and um, the one that I found myself whistling and humming for the rest of the day was the one that you and Jim had recorded it was the um, lead me guide me long the way and I just um, I think that's a helpful song to just keep in your ears and then um, I, had, I called up and talked to Ayana. I actually talked to her really early on in the um, podcast interview stuff, but she ended up being later in the, in the sequence of episodes. But Ayana talked about, she gave some examples of places and people that she feels like are working for the common good. Mm-hmm. And then I asked her, like, how is it that she almost has this radar where she can um, recognize and see that common good is happening? And she gave a, a few examples, but the really cute thing that she talked about was um, she used to live 
she lived in an intentional community as a child. Um, like part of her family was a part of an intentional community. And um, she told this story about it was everybody's responsibilities at different times to prepare the food. And she and her brother, I think, were, I think it was her brother, were in charge of preparing the food. And they made oatmeal and weighed, made way too much. And so then they put the oatmeal in a wagon and took it around and passed it out to other people. And I thought, I don't know, the wagon for us has been, uh, our wagons have been well used. Yeah. And they are emblems of mm-hmm. uh, abundance. And that we've passed out bread in them and popsicles yeah. in them. And we've rolled children rolled in them. children around. Yeah. yeah, and so we've never done oatmeal in a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always time. And I just thought that was a cute image. Like kind of spilling over oatmeal in the wagon. It would make for a good children's book. And then Terry, you know Terry, she's so good about, I don't know, she just recognizes the good things and can put them back out in words that make sense. And I like that about Terry. Um, When I asked her about places and people that she thinks are doing the, uh, working for the common good, she mentioned us. And I want to be like, Terry, stop. Come on now. That's not what I'm looking for. But at the same time, it was just, it was kind. And it was also, um, she was like embodying the thing that she was talking about. She was talking about how she has this, or we, I was talking to her about how she has this ability to make people feel cared for and listened to and as if they belong. And then she was exemplifying that by reflecting back to me the thing that I'm looking for mm-hmm. and reflecting that in me. And that is cultivating a sense of belonging, helping people to see yeah. the thing within them that is good. So She's so gifted at, at listening and reflecting that back and then paying close attention in yeah. the work that she does. Yeah. So one of the things I noticed about the whole entire list of people that I interviewed for the podcast is that nearly all of them are women. Like the only, so the only people that were featured that were not women in this season were Chris, who was at the very, very beginning, and you. Yeah. And that's it. Well, Raekwon had a little spiel on there for a minute. He did, briefly. But um, I don't know. You think that's a coincidence? No, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's a... The, the sort of work that you're talking about and the, the sort of work that we're trying to do, I think um, it's not it, it's not competitive, it's cooperative. It's um, you know, it's not as if you if you buy into at least the image of traditional gender roles, you know, we're we're talking about things that that maybe would have been assigned a little more towards a, a, a feminine side and not a masculine side, and so. Um, so I don't think it's at all surprising that if we're talking about cultivating the common good or building communities of belonging or doing self-care and taking a step away from um, Pharaoh's economy of com- competition, then I don't think it's surprising at all that, that women have really key voices in that. So what, we, what would be, if, if we're talking about gender roles, which we know that's all fluid and who knows, but like... What would be the masculine aspects of abundance that we should be looking for? That would be interesting to think about. Yeah, I think it's partly the responsibility of men to develop some of those things that traditionally we're not brought up into. When you think about you know, athletics and uh, 
you know, it's certainly different now, but uh, when I was was growing up, there were you know, there was softball and maybe basketball for girls, uh, and after that, they were uh, and maybe some soccer, but they were generally kind of funneled to cheerleading and away from uh, being real competitive. Um, and, and so there's like it's the responsibility of men to learn how to be more cooperative uh, in the way that maybe has been more naturally female gender roles. Yeah. Um, you know, again, all these things are, are fluid and changing, so we don't want to be totally confined to them. Right. They're and useful analogies. Types. Yeah. So the other thing I noticed about the people that I asked to interview this time is that there's only one charlatan. So one of the things that happened was the first time that I came up with a list of people that I thought would be good for the Here for Good podcast, I came up with a bunch of charlatans and I didn't get a response. Um, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it went in their spam. I don't know that if um, everybody's too busy. I think it has to do with a lot of different things. Um, there are already some people doing podcasts in Charlotte and maybe... It's hard to give that time to another podcast when it's not their own. I'm not exactly sure what it is, um, but I just thought that was interesting. Do you have any insight as to why you think they're not charlatan, other charlatans? I don't know. That's a good, good question. I think you, the, the folks who did respond were obviously quite um, significant voices and this, there was great significance in what they had to say. Yeah, it's the right people for the right time. Yeah. Charlotte's a curious place, too. Um, maybe it's the, the bank town influence or the... Uh, you know, Charlotte's constantly playing second fiddle to Atlanta, right? And there's, there seems to be this kind of... Um, similar thing that happens within the city where uh, this this sort of social climbing kind of thing so even within activists um, and and minister even within like ministerial groups uh, there's always this kind of fierce competition to be recognized um, you know to to always be kind of like pushing upwards so uh, if you're not it, you're all you're going to respond to somebody who's on a higher rung than you if they ask you to be on their podcast. But if it's somebody that's on a lower rung than you, then you're not going to. And that seems to be the way things work here. So maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe. We've talked before, you know, there's that Elizabeth Gilbert, Eat, Pray, Love, and, the, and she's got, and she had come up with sort of like the superlative name for some certain cities. I can't even remember what they were anymore. But she had like a name characteristic that she gave to, I don't think it was Rome. It might have been Rome or Florence or some Italian city and then one other city. And the, and she was just talking about how they have like a certain characteristic to them. And for me in Charlotte, it's always been something like stakeholder is a word or a name that Charlotte, I feel like, is a it, it exemplifies. There's also this thing about like accomplishment and status. Um, all those are... Whereas I never really settled in on the the word that is Charlotte, but those come to mind first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah, certainly the the social climbers are here and the, the culture is around that in a lot of ways. Yeah. 
Well, I've been thinking about where we go from here. So people who are listening probably have heard in the background the dog barking, people talking. So in the summer at QC Family Tree, we have long days and a lot of people around and there's no space or time for a podcast. And so we made plans for that ahead of time and we recorded all these ahead of time and then we made plans to kind of take a break after this episode and to come back to it in September or October. So um, in the meantime, I was thinking we might possibly, we're taking the youth group on a big trip. You've heard about it because there's a commercial in every episode of this podcast. We're taking everybody to Washington, D.C. And I thought we might be able to record some of the kids' stories and experiences and reflections from the D.C. trip as a little small um, season, perhaps like in August, put that on out in the world. But then as we come up past that time, I've been thinking about like what is the, what is the possibility for the next season. Um, one of the things we've talked about is to highlight the kind of the more local folks, the the Enderley Park neighbors or the West Charlotte neighbors, highlighting them, highlighting the light that they bring, um, the ways in which they interact with the community. So that might be a possibility. Um, and we might do that in the fall or maybe in the spring. And I've also thought about the possibility of just taking like a particular thing like um well you know i love to talk about like television and pop culture and to bring that into um conversation as it relates to um the common good and abundance so for example sitting down with someone who loves uh let's say gilmore girls just as much as i do and talking about what can we learn about the abundance and common good from this particular tv show Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That might be something that we do in the fall too. Do you have any ideas of what we should do in the fall? Um, we might do a couple of interviews, a short little series with some folks related to my book. Ah, uh, yeah, which that's will right. Be out shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps that's a an opportunity as well. Some stories, both from the neighborhood, but also from some other uh, thinkers or um, other pastors or colleagues who are doing similar work or thinking along similar lines who can keep pushing on the, the work. The boys have been planning the book tour. The boys have been planning the book tour. If you're up for a stop along the book tour, let us know. Yeah, like they want to go, if you live in New Orleans or if you live in Richmond, the boys want to go there. Where else have they mentioned? Oh, we want to go all over the place. Atlanta, Chicago, <laughs> Memphis. And then I showed them pictures when I went to City Museum in St. Louis, and now they want to go to St. Louis. We're to go to St. Louis. That'll be fun. Let's go to California. Oh, goodness. So the book is coming out when? The book will be out uh, first part of September from Cascade Books. It's called A Riff of Love, Notes on Community and Belonging. By Greg Gerald. By Greg Gerald. Is it going to have an audio read? Or are you going to sit down and record the whole yeah, thing? I don't for think there's going to be an audio book. Gracious day, that's a lot of work. I'll have to sell a few more books before anybody wants an audio book <laughs> of anything I've done. <laughs> oh, well, what else should we say about this um, to wrap up this uh, podcast season? It's been good to learn how to record a podcast. Sure enough. I still don't skills. I still don't feel like I know everything like the sound quality is not 100% and we certainly are just like in a halfway attic space with a lot of echo but it's been good to play around and learn how to do that 
And I've also really enjoyed like putting bits and pieces together. I love listening to the interviews and then putting in music that matches or yeah. that kind of thing. I guess some things that fell to the to the wayside was that we kind of stopped doing the liter- the lectionary kind of early on. Yeah. It felt like for one, we used to have to read the lectionary every week, but we just read one. We didn't read the revised common lectionary and the narrative lectionary when we preached. We only read one. So reading both of those and having to speak to both of those was a little bit tricky. Yeah. And then also, since we're not in the pulpit every week, and since we're thinking about other things, it felt a little bit, I don't know, what would you say, like, just a lot. We want, in order for us to give our full, full thoughts about the lectionary, then we would really need to sit down and prepare ahead of time a lot. Like weeks ahead of time. Yeah, and we were recording, yeah, like 12 episodes for this podcast and we were doing them very fast lesson learned huh so lesson learned sorrytextweek.com we wanted to be on your website but it's just not going to work right now (laughs) i'm kind of bummed about that i've always wanted to be on textweek.com for those of y'all that don't know what textweek.com is just to be clear it's a really great resource for anybody that's using the revised common lectionary or the narrative lectionary and gives you all kinds of commentary and resources and podcasts and movies and art and bulletin help and children's sermons and all kinds of really helpful things to help you along the way as you prepare for worship on Sunday. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Oh, I do want to say one other thing. I thought it was interesting that we called all these people or we emailed all these people Ask them to be on our podcast. And now that I look back in the last three months, we have seen these people who we never ever see. They like live in other states or we don't see them often. And we have seen them in the amount of time that we've had this interview, yeah, which true. I think is a really strange and cool coincidence. Yeah, the exception of Shonda, maybe. Yeah, we haven't. Well, is. when did I see? I did see Shonda, but not, not that close. But like Katie came to visit. Mm-hmm. Bonnie, we saw recently. Angela, where did we see her? At another thing, at a thing for disciples. So like all of these people all of a sudden just like came, we called them, we said we want to honor you, and we interviewed them, and then they came into our presence. That's something. Yeah. So maybe we should like, who should we ask to be interviews next? (laughs) We need to think about who we want to see. Okay, so that wraps up the season one of Here for Good podcast. Featuring Chris Lawrence, Amanda Ashcraft, Shonda Ja, Katie Mac Thompson, Bonnie Osai, Free Pong, Angela Wittenhoff, no, Whiten Hill, and I think it's Bonnie Osai, Free Pong, and Dawn Anthony, Ayana Johnson Watkins, Terry Springer, Helms Gerald, and Greg Gerald. Thanks so much for listening, y'all.
Starting in June, QC Family Tree families are hitting the road. We're taking folks as close as Cramerton, Salisbury, and Boone, and as far as Folly Beach, Washington, D.C., and Chicago. Our upcoming adventures will include explorations of new places, connection to new people and partners, and learning a lot about history, creation, and each other along the way. Our plans span a lot of miles, and we could use your support. Would you commit to sponsoring a mile for $20? Even better, maybe you could get 20 of your friends to each sponsor a mile for $20. Every little bit helps. Go now to qcfamilytree.org donate and help us get on the road. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Mattawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla. I'm a killer. I've been everywhere, man. Thanks for listening to Here for Good. Here for Good. Here for Good. Sponsored by QC Family Tree. 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 Here yeah, for good. Here for good. I was gonna say I don't want to say it.